most people will fail at fitness because they're not doing something that suits their personality or suits their body type or suits their current mental state. So, you know, don't be afraid to explore different options. There's boxing, running, biking, lifting, you know, dancing. It's all out there. Welcome to the Ron Huntley Leadership Podcast, helping leaders be a positive catalyst on the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live. This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are powered for impact. Hello, Catholic Leadership Community. Welcome back. I recorded this podcast with personal trainer and YouTuber, Nate Bauer, because your physical health as a leader matters. I hope you're taking good care of yourself. And if you're not, I hope you find some inspiration in this episode and get moving. A special shout out to all the people graduating this time of year. Get connected with campus ministry when you get to university. Make it your goal not only to maintain your faith in this season of life, but to come away even stronger as a disciple. There are lots of priests also celebrating their priestly ordination this time of year, so happy anniversary. Enjoy today's conversation. Lift off and the clock has started. I don't know how you experienced COVID. In so much, there's a lot of good things that came out of it, but there were some things that were certainly a struggle to me. One of them was my fitness level. My lifestyle seemed to be stuck in front of a computer. I wasn't necessarily complaining, but I also wasn't aware of how it was negatively impacting my overall health. My guest today is Nate Bauer from Nate Bauer Fitness. Nate is a personal trainer, boxing coach, YouTuber, and does online training programs. Nate, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Ryan. I'm happy to be here and uh, have an awesome conversation. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I know for me, like I said, when, when COVID hit, it's like I, I was an excuse to work harder. I didn't have to travel. I didn't have to walk between offices for meetings. It was just click, 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 click. And I went to one conversation after another. And to be honest with you, I really enjoyed it for a while. But then I began to realize this isn't healthy. And I started to feel the effects. And I wasn't, I didn't link it to fitness right away because I'm not that smart. Uh, but I realized I, maybe it's because I'm not moving. What, what, did, what did COVID do for your business and, and what did you find? Well, being in the fitness space, uh, you know, COVID, as you know, hit small businesses pretty hard. And, um, you know, fitness was, was definitely one of the ones that was kind of picked on and excluded. I mean, there's some, I understand there's some reasons why, you know, um, considering how the virus was spread. But I essentially lost my, my personal training business in one day. The whole thing was, was shut down. And I went from, you know, training 24 people a week to zero in 24 hours. Um, and a lot of that was due to fear. And a lot of it was due to uncertainty and, you know, just following the guidelines that were put out there. So, um, but I always say that it's not, you want to be strong within your business, but you never want to put all of your eggs in one basket. We've all heard that before. So I was, you know, I always build an online, um, always thought of building my online business to the next level and, and just wanted to make sure that there was always a secondary or third, fourth option, you know, a little bit of ADD in there. So I'm always doing something to fall back on or to grow, you know, and, yes. you know, saying that, you know, every millionaire has seven sources of income. 
And for me, it's not about being a millionaire, but it's definitely about having some sort of way to protect myself if something always happened. Yeah. That being said, when the pandemic hit, I just essentially transferred everything to online and um, started to work. The gym that I was working at at the time, I built their online platform. So I had some tools in the shed that I could use to continue to work, but my main business of personal training was essentially cut. So um, it was a transition period for sure. You know, what's neat about that too, Nate, I, I know for our listeners who, you know, are, are in church leadership, you know, it's like their main way of connecting with people, inspiring people, bringing them together was by going to church and churches too were shut down. And it's like, well, their main way of connecting with people is that. And some people just buried their heads. So this is going to go away in a few, few weeks anyway, I'll be fine or a couple of months. And of course we all know that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And some people were really quick to say, okay, well, how can we, some, a few are already online, uh, but many of them actually move to online to try to find ways to continue to connect. And, and so I think, you know, that pivot was certainly important. Let me ask you, like, what are your values when you take a look at the type of work? I used to sell fitness equipment. I used to, I used to work at the the tower at St. Mary's university. I loved exercise. I loved working out. Um, and, uh, and then when I, I remember selling fitness equipment, I, I was so excited to sell fitness equipment when I was out in Alberta. I didn't even know you could sell high-end fitness equipment. I was so excited because back in Nova Scotia, back in the day, you couldn't buy any of this. I don't know where people got it, but yeah. it wasn't anywhere local. And uh, I thought it was so much fun because I valued fitness so much. I knew that when people exercised, they felt better about themselves. They grew in their self-confidence and they were healthier. And so I just loved selling fitness equipment. What makes you do what you do? I think the world needs it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you have, same as yourself, Ron, like people want leadership. And I think if you, I always say, you, if you step up, you got to step in. So for me, I always want to, I always, I used to have, when I was a kid, I used to have dreams about being in front of a crowd. This is a reoccurring dream that I still have, as a matter of fact. That's awesome. And in that crowd, it's not about me. It's about, I'm standing on a stage and there's a thousand people in the audience. This is a true story. It happens, it still happens. Yeah. And as I'm speaking, I ask people to join me. And you can understand this in the church. Like leaders can understand this in the church. I ask people to join me on stage if there's one word in a sentence that they can relate to. And then by the end of that speech, I'm the person standing in the crowd looking up on the stage. And everybody that I've spoken to has now switched positions with me. And then I walk out the door and I move to the next room. <laughs> right? That's awesome. So that's the kind of stuff that goes through my head continuously because, and, you know, as we were talking briefly in the beginning, it's not about me, it's about we. And I just think that there's so much need for we that the I can, the I is on the side somewhere. We all do that, right? We all have conversations about I did this, but that's great. But it's when you can have a conversation about we, then that's the kind of reason why I'm in fitness. And when you see people, for the, for the first time you have a client who transforms from somebody. I have a client when I first worked with her. She, when she got down to the ground to do an exercise, I had to help her up. Okay. Right. When she, I worked on her feet for three months from wearing high heel shoes for 30 years. And now 85 pounds later, she is walking every day. She, she is the health person in her entire family. She looks 15 years younger, you know, and it's 
it's not because of me. It's because of our collective effort to make her understand what she can bring to the table and pass it on to her people. And she's done that every day. And, you know, that's kind of the reason why I do what I do because it, it's a, it's a feeling that's hard to understand. It's like when you talk to somebody and you know that you've made a positive change in their perspective, mm-hmm. we win. Right. Isn't it the that's most the fun time. you could possibly have is helping people be great? That's it. The best thing ever. It's the so much fun. Ever. It's organic and it's real. It's not because, you know, yeah, there's a financial component to all of this stuff, but that's not the main reason. The main reason is because you got into it because you wanted to direct. Mm-hmm. And that's right. So, yeah. um, you know, as I hear you talk, Nate, I think to myself, and I don't know if you've ever done strength finders, but I would guarantee you, you're strong in influencing strength teams. The very fact that you dream about a whole group of people and that dream is all about influence, you're probably, God's hardwired you to influence others. I don't even, by even listening to you, I think to myself, this man doesn't think about when you probably process information and ideas, you probably immediately process it through how it can influence others. Is that fair? Actually, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Because I think it's true. I never thought of it that way. That's very, that's a very uh, intelligent way of looking at that because I, yeah, it's always yeah. that. I think creatively, I mean, my job is, you know, is, as a YouTuber and someone who's online, it, 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 in, it in, entails a lot of creative thinking. But that creative yes. thinking is about what I can bring to the table so that we a collective can do together to elevate or level up, which is what I use often. So it's true. Um, you know, I always said, even again, as a young man, I was like, why would you, why would you want to start a business when you can build it? Just, just start a business when you can build an empire. Right. Build right. An empire. Like, we don't want to, you know, you, if you inspire one, you can influence millions. Right. So these are the things that always go through my head. I'm like, it's constant. Now he's like my wife now. She's like, you're nuts. Like, do you ever show up? <laughs> no, I don't really. You know, that's kind of how it goes all the time. That's so fun. So again, for our listeners that listen a lot, they're really familiar with me talking about APES, which is from Ephesians chapter four. It says, God, Jesus gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, and what the language, I want people to hear this. The language that Nate's speaking right now is, unmistakably apostolic like you're just thinking empires you're not thinking small apostles think big they think about impact and and even again the way you express yourself i'm thinking this man has influencing gifts and he's apostolic uh boy if you've got somebody like that in your church for all you priests out there listen to this language capture that person and I'm telling you, they can change your church, <laughs> right? Because it's just in you to give. You can't not do it. Like you're just hardwired to make a difference and to, to impact other people. And it's just so fun. I'm so glad you're doing it with fitness because honestly, uh, one of the things I did during COVID, and it was fun because one of my friends that I I'd coached for years, I asked him how he was doing with fitness. And I kind of asked him that question because I was fishing because I needed help. And he just started laughing his head off. And I knew what that meant. He wasn't doing anything. And I just said, I'll tell you what, why don't we make a pact? Why don't every day we decide however we're going to exercise and just text the word done to each other and let's try to get on a rhythm. And he invited another person into it because I find accountability is a big part of success. What do you see as proponents for success? If somebody's like, yeah, darn it all. Cause you don't have to be overweight and immobile to be out of shape. Cause I'm neither one of those two things. And yet 
you know, people would look at me and say, geez, Ron, what do you do to keep in shape? It's like, I don't know, work my face off. Like, like, don't, don't kid yourself. You can be, it look like you're in good shape and be out of shape. So it's both, isn't it? But what do you see as the factors for success? It absolutely is both. I mean, you nailed that. And I think the number, you know, the number one thing I tell to people is you need to have a reason or purpose, because if you don't have a reason or purpose, it'll never happen. And there's a lot of emphasis out there in that. Well, to me, I think emphasizing the will versus want is huge because we all want things. You know, you always hear, oh man, I, I, I want that car or, or I want to look great. I'm like, but will you achieve that? Will you look great? Why are you using want? And I always use the example of, you know, a couple of years ago when, when the whole race things were going on online and mm. people wanted to learn. Okay. And I heard it constantly. I'm like, you want to learn or you will? Because one of those words has much more accountability attached to it. But not many people wanted to commit to learning through will. They wanted to learn, which gave them a lot of open space to move around, right? You can move around in that space. I'm like, no, no. Then the people that told me, I will learn. So where do I go to get these items? And I'm like, okay, so we will continue this conversation. The people that wanted to learn, I never took it any further and I left it alone. And you will know those people in your, in your, you know, in your tribe that will, that say the same thing. Like, hmm, I don't know, but I don't know. Uh Right. That's, those are some important pieces. And then, you know, once you are willing or you will get there because you've, you have purpose or direction, then, you know, it's just consistency. You can do 15 for somebody who doesn't exercise. If you do 15 minutes a day of something, if you think of it over, you know, people think of very short-term goals. I'm like, just think of what you do for sitting around. So you have to be able to work against that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you sit for seven, eight hours, but then you also sleep. So that's, you know, think about your sleep. So you're doing 15 hours a day of, of not moving. You can at least do 15 minutes of, of, of work, something. There's so much content online. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you can push play on your computer while you're sitting there do some chair stretches, put some weights in your hand, whatever. Right. Um, and then the people who are most willing or who will achieve will do their own research and they'll enjoy the process while they do it. And then, mm. you know, there's an education process. There's, you know, fun process. You know, you're not going to learn to do something you hate, right? You need to learn to do something that you enjoy. And then once you do that, then you're solid. You will continue. And that's it. You just forget want. Mm. On back in the day, you you have succeeded. Your willingness got you your will. You had the will to win, and you're doing that on a daily basis. So that's kind of my uh, my go to conversations with people, and, and I, I always want to know what side of the fence they're on, right? Because ninety five percent of people are on want. I want to take those people to move over to that five percent to meet me up on that stage to get into the will. That's what I want. So whatever words they need to hear whatever of the proper questions they need to be asked, that's where we transfer over and get the mindset to step up on the stage. Once you're there, you're good. That's so neat. You know, it reminds me of a a couple of times I've heard some stories of parents who, you know, just one, for one reason or another, just drifted away from their commitment to their faith and stuff. And, you know, things get busy, kids get in sports and, and, and it's, it's totally understandable. And I see it all the time. 
But then they get to a place where they realize their kids are asking questions that they don't have answers to and or their kids are in trouble and they realize they'd never grounded them in the faith that was an important part of their life. And it's, it's sometimes it's, it's that reason that drives their behavior from that point. To your, to your point, it, they have purpose. It's like, oh my gosh, now I see I need that. And, and it's so great. Like with fitness, you know, if you don't take care of your health, you'll lose it and you'll be in a crisis. And when you're in a crisis, sometimes that's the motivation you need. But man, wouldn't it be cool if you never had to get to that point in the first place? Like, what if we could avoid that crisis by staying healthy, by staying active? And again, I'd say the same thing is true with faith. You know, you might not know it's making a difference in your life connected to a church and, and really leaning into leaning into God in ways that keep you humble and, and focused and priorities grounded in people and love and relationships. But it helps you avoid a lot of crises. And, and a lot of people explore faith when the crap hits the fan, right? When the bottom falls out of life and the things that they thought would bring them happiness and joy. But, and it's understandable. And it's a fair enough. If that's what gets you there, great. But wouldn't it be great if you could choose fitness as a, as a way of recognizing that, you know, God gave us a body. <laughs> and when we take care of it, everything's better. Why? It's very true. And I think the first thing is you just, it, it comes down to self-awareness because, you know, in perspective, because I think that's where things get kind of thrown all over the place because, you know, typical media that you're watching these days isn't really positive, right? And if you get put into that vein, you get stuck in there and you're not, your perspective changes. So I think in conversations in your community, like the church is a very strong community, just like fitness is a very strong community. Yes. And I think within those communities, if you have started to have conversations with your kids from an early age, number one, and you, um, you don't have to make exercise a chore. You just have to make it a part of your regular routine so that their perspectives always remain the same. And you teach them, listen, you know, for your kids, you're going to hear stuff on the media, but let's just focus on the positive. You need to know what's happening, but it doesn't mean you should be com- completely immersed to it. And we should always try to find problems and solve these things, sure. But that's also goes towards your health, health and fitness. So let's focus on these things. And I think, you know, Ron, I'll tell you, parents often come to me with their, with their kids, you know, some younger, some older, and I've worked with some all-star kids and some kids who just needed help and conversations from a, a leader and a mentor. And, you know, the first thing I do when they walk in and is I'll tell the kids to sit to the side and I'll see if they can sit there and, you know, just relax and wait. And I grill the parent. I grill them with diplomatically, of course. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Questions. And a lot of the times you realize that these kids are in certain, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm just asking regular questions. I get, you don't ever get the answers if you don't ask the questions. Right. Right. Um, and a lot of times the, the parents won't necessarily come and see me again because I made them uncomfortable. Right. right. And I made them, I made them aware of a certain perspective of why things are the way they are. I'm not a perfect parent. You know, I take pride in being a hell of a good dad, but I'm not perfect. And I think that it's, it's vital to, you know, to ask the right questions to the right people who are the ones who see these children on a daily basis. So I think we have to ask ourselves multiple questions on multiple days. Um, you know, when we're waking up, you know, what our perspectives are, what our goals are for that day, that week, and how good we feel. And, 
you know, in Nova Scotia, the healthcare system is here and we're lucky to be Canadian, but you still have to be your own champion of your health here and ask the right questions when you're going in. So health, fitness, faith, it's all very much relatable, but I think we still have to be a champion of our own, of our own health and wellness, regardless of how fit or unhit, how unfit we are. Mm. And always put yourself in the right communities and, you know, so that you are able to get motivation and you're able just to drive in your health and things when you need it. So you don't get too far off track. It's easier said than done, of course, but you know, people who like us, who just want to inspire people out there should know that you can always ask questions and we're happy to provide answers. And, you know, that's kind of, that's all we can do, right? It's just try to provide the right answer. I love that. You know, you talk about motivation and, you know, I think my mom sometimes will say to me, Ron, you're the most motivated person I know in self-discipline. I'm thinking, no, I'm not. <laughs> like I might appear that way, but I need help. Like I need, I need to like even reading scripture every day. I started a group uh, called the weekly word web with lots of different groups of people just so that I can be accountable to praying every day and reading scripture every day, because I can be as lazy as the next person. And I find the same thing with fitness. If I'm not connected with others, I find that like I've developed great habits for my prayer time, my, my devotional time, but I find fitness is a constant struggle. And if I'm going, I find I'm most successful when I'm either connected with a community and or have accountability partners. Cause I guess those are the same things, but as a personal trainer, like I bet you that makes a huge difference in people's lives <laughs> because like, I don't want to let Nate down. I told him I was going to do this stuff. He's investing in me. He believes in me and I got to stop being lazy. Like what's the psychology do you think behind that? It's so true. Uh, in a group fitness, in a group fitness scenario too, it's like, if we believe in them, they will believe in us. Right. So I think if you are constantly given that, feedback that's organic it's not fake then you have to get your people to feel that and i think um you know it's so true like when when people start to feel bad because they've done something wrong and you can tell when someone walks in you know they'll walk in with their head down i'm like what'd you do what happened last night oh i had a little bit too much dessert i'm like all right it doesn't matter just it's it's fine like you don't have to feel bad you don't have to feel bad about having too much dessert but in my head i'm like well, how much was too much? <laughs> right? Like exactly how much was too much? I mean, how do you have too much dessert? You know, but, you know, but when people felt like they're being held accountable, you can see it all over their face. It's like cheating on a cheating on an exam. You know, you know, you passed it, but you didn't really win. You know? There's <laughs> some great videos uh, from dogs, the owners coming home and the dogs waiting for them. And, hey, who did this? I don't know what they're exactly. getting the garbage. And the, one of the dogs just puts his head down and kind of crawls away, feeling so right. shameful. People are like that too, aren't they? Yeah, they? you know, owners are like their dogs and vice versa. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I love that. Listen, you have something on your website that I want to pick up on because it's an interesting principle. And uh, it talks about about Nate on your website. And if any of you want to go to Nate's website, you have to do it. It's Nate Bauer Fitness. But it says, fitness without fun is doomed to fail. Tell me about that. Most, again, like... There's a lot of stuff, a lot of things out there um, that we can do that's enjoyable. Fitness doesn't have to be something that you resent. And, you know, most people will fail at fitness because they're not doing something that suits their personality or suits their body type or suits their current mental state. So, you know, don't be afraid to explore. 
different options. There's boxing, running, biking, lifting, you know, dancing. It's all out there. And I, you know, if you have the confidence to walk into any one of these, you will absolutely learn to love to move. And a lot of times, you know, people don't love to move because their body feels a certain way, but it's okay. You take baby steps. So I just think that it's important to have variety in people's training. But at the same time, I also think it's important to have consistency. So, you know, for instance, you know, I was training NCAA Division One basketball player, but we never, ever trained for basketball. Never. And she was a phenomenal, she is a phenomenal player. She's playing pro now in uh, Monaco. But I started training her at 15 years old. And one of the things that she would work up to is is getting a boxing session for cross training because she worked up to that. So she would win that ability to do a session and she absolutely loved it. So boxing training for her was, it was outside of what we did because we did, it was basically strength training, but we never bought on a basketball. And right. for her, that was just a way for her to escape and do something different and learn something new. So mm. that's what it means. Variety is key, but just look out there. There's, I mean, you can, you can speed skate in Halifax now, right? There's just so many things out there. That's so fun. And as you talk about that, what's cool about that, what I find there are camps, like people find what works for them and they become evangelists for that thing, which is great. But that thing sometimes for people becomes the only thing. And that's not what I'm hearing from you. I'm hearing you say, no, there's all kinds of different ways to stay fit. There's all kinds of different ways to engage that can make it fun. And I would say the same is true with faith. And that's what I love about our our, our faith is, is that there are lots of different ways to pray. There are all kinds of things you can do to engage spiritually and with others and with prayer and stuff. And, and, And what happens I see in the church all the time is there'll be certain devotionals and people will will be so devoted to that one thing that it's almost like we judge others if they're not doing this particular way of, of prayer. And it's like, that's actually not helpful. <laughs> that's not the point. The point okay. is to get closer to God and come home to him. And the same with fitness. Like there are lots of different ways we can be fit. There's no one way. It's what I'm hearing you say. And it's Absolutely. fine. Consistency is the key. Consistency is the key. And, you know, if, for instance, if, if you're a runner, you're a marathon runner, and, you know, you're in off season. It doesn't mean that you have to go out there and run 40 kilometers a week because you have a marathon in six months. You can still keep your heart rate elevated by doing exercises at a consistent low level pace. It's going to help you with your training. It's going to help you with your strength. It's going to keep you mentally strong because, you know, marathon runners love to have their heart rate accelerated. They just want to feel like they're just tired and exhausted getting in their endurance pieces. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're pounding the pavement all the time. And, you know, we are, if you think of how many, I always use the example of, if you think of how many directions each one of our joints move in, or how many times, or how complex the human body is for movement, it doesn't always want to run in one direction. You don't, you know, there, there's multiple ways for you to move your limbs and your core and your strength in your hips. It's not just all in a sagittal movement plane. Mm-hmm. Our body loves to rotate and turn. It's just something that's often missed. So if you just think of how can I keep my heart rate up to be satisfied with my normal training regimen and but not do the same thing over and over, right? Well, that's how you, you figure out how to keep your heart rate up, you know, or you know what? Maybe it's best that you don't elevate your heart rate. Maybe it's time for you to meditate and allow your body to recover. Mm-hmm. 
maybe that's going to do more for you in the long term than actually just pounding the pavement every time. Because I tell you right now, a lot of runners, for instance, have a hard time doing nothing because they move so much. A lot of people have a hard time calming down, right, to do that. So, you know, you have to get your comfort zone. You, know, have to be, you have to be uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable in certain cases. So listen, one of the things that I find, and and again, it's with that fun piece, is I find church like that too. Sometimes church just isn't fun. It's just we don't do it in a way that we bring any fun. Now, I'm not saying that fun is the the ultimate, the ultimate value, but it's I, I happen to think that if it's not high on our values, then people will probably find it a lot easier to leave. And that's one of the things that I've got this little jacket on for Alpha. It's it's a ton of fun. What is it? It's dinner, it's a movie, and it's some casual conversation. That's a ton of fun. And it keeps people coming back because it's fun. And so, you know, I th- and I think as we get to know each other, it's so helpful because then I can have fun when I see you, right? And we can, and, and so church can be fun. And if fitness isn't fun, it's doomed to fail. I just thought that was the coolest yeah. thing. That's all I- <laughs> I appreciate you you noticing that because um, you never know what people are looking at. But it's funny when you say that. Imagine if you know you're outside at a, at a church function and all of a sudden you had somebody come in to do Zumba. Right, right. There's a thousand people there, and you know, and everyone there is like, guys, listen, we're gonna take a quick break. Let's do some Zumba for 15. <laughs> you know, awesome. then you go back to prayer. You go back to the service. I mean, <laughs> it's high energy. It'd be so interesting to see how that. Works, you know? Zoom uh, in the Catholic Church. That would be a first. We're going to mix it up. I love it, Nate. That is so fun. So tell us a little bit more. I want to I zone in a little bit more about what you're doing, Alec. So COVID has transformed how you do fitness, how you influence people to stay active and healthy and feel better about themselves. What is it that's working right now for you and the people that are, are, are coming to you to, to get help? Well, I think number one is you know, people are, are, are coming to my YouTube channel, uh, Nate Bar Fitness YouTube channel, and they're just basically seeing everything that I offer there. So how I pivoted, you know, the word that's been used a lot, but it's a boxing term, so it works. Huh. <laughs> uh, uh, is I've, I've developed my subscription site called NateBauerElevated.com, where I give very, you know, exclusive memberships to a lot of different platforms or a lot of different workout series. So that works for people because you have learned to boxing programs. You have uh, learn to box programs. You have full body workout programs, everything, you know, hit programs, easy to follow, lower uh, intensity programs are there. And I think it just gives people a really broad um, workout regimen to follow online that they can do in their house in five minutes or 45. And I think that's kind of been a game changer for me um, and for people following me because I think people do enjoy curated workout programs and also again variety yeah and i you know having the ability to train and teach so many different modalities of fitness i think is important because you know sure boxing's great but it's a very niche um you know art yes. but being able to teach personal training being able to teach online classes and that you know with music and adding graphics to the screen and making it very interactive just allows people a different look of, of some of the stuff that's being put out there and also gives a lot of people ideas on how to build their own workout program. You know, nice. a lot of instructors who follow me to get ideas, ideas from, from our YouTube channel and website, because, you know, 
just allowing to allow myself to be super creative on that platform has done well and people are loving it. So that's kind of how it's changed my, um, my, my, my job, I guess, and having a studio coming um, in, Joel, in June in my garage, which, you know, we were talking about Ron is, is a dream come true for me where I can do everything I ever dreamed of in basically in my home. So that's going to be next level. And I can't wait to show what we can offer in that small space to bring people in. We'll bring you in and we'll do workout in there and just get out. You know? That'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll be so much fun. And I know you'll have all your equipment there for recording. And so I'll, uh, I'll let you kill me and then I'll put that out on my platform and uh, right. show that it's possible. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Nate, it's been an absolute treat to get to know you better, to to hear about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Fitness really is a big part of our overall health. And uh, so often we let busyness be our excuse for not staying fit and, or we stay so focused on church work that we don't take care of our body. And that has a negative impact on our energy levels. Our crankiness goes up, uh, you know, and, and our longevity and our stamina goes down. And so I just really encourage all of you leaders out there to really Find a way to stay fit. Connect with Nate Bowers uh, Fitness uh, and get involved with some classes. Do something. Get moving. Take responsibility for your fitness. And as Nate said, have fun. That's right. And enjoy the process. You know, ask yourself the question, can I do this? And you'll find that most of the time, absolutely. Yes. Amen. Thanks, brother. God bless you. Thank you very much, Ron. And take care, everyone. So there it is. Get moving. Your health matters. It impacts your leadership and your longevity. A shout out to Father Patrick Gilmurray, Bishop Burgey, and the people of St. Michael's Parish in the Diocese of St. Catharines, Ontario. I was invited to do some leadership training and deliver a Pentecost mission. It was so much fun. Many lives were transformed with the overwhelming love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure why everyone is not doing a Pentecost mission. First time I've heard of one, first time I've participated in one, and I hope I do one every year for the rest of my life. It was amazing. So to all you leaders out there, keep up the important work. I want to encourage you, as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time, and remember, If you're still breathing, you are powered for impact.